crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. Fudge. Trying to keep the explicit away, I guess. Oh, man. Can't promise that. Yeah. Oh, did Dave well, show up without his pants that. on? No, I've actually got Cookie Monster, Monster pants on. I'm not even joking. Oh, show us, show us. Now that we got the video. Oh, man. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Well, yeah. it's all about feeling... It's all about feeling good, right, fellas? So I guess we start out with the what is that Cookie Monster? What is that? What do you what is it? What are <laughs> that the, was Cookie Monster. Jamming. Cookie Monster jam. There you go. That's how you gonna, how you gonna do it. Are we gonna get to see him eat a cookie or <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Um yeah. that's how you start. That's all the show, rage, that's all the rage in the uh, the German clubs, you know. Oh man! All right, so we're we're gearing up for our new show. This is new, you know. Streaming these videos for us—that's a new thing. The podcast isn't new. We're glad you're enjoying the videos out there. It looks like we got a. The fans are digging these full videos on Facebook. I don't know. We'll keep doing them, I guess. If people keep watching, we'll keep doing them. Um, so we're starting this month off. We're kicking off some feel-good movie tours, and uh, it's all about feeling good while you're watching movies and a movie that makes you feel good. And the audience can watch along at home. What qualifies as a feel-good movie? A feel-good movie is a film that presents uh, people or life in a way which makes the people who watch it feel happy and optimistic. Now, before we talk about the hunt for the wilder people, let's go to our home video headlines and see what people have heard about in uh, movie and TV news. Uh, Dave, what have you heard? What are the headlines, brother? Well, uh, movie theaters are getting grimmer. Uh, it looks like Disney pushed back two more big releases for this year. Um, Death on the Nile and Free Guy with uh, Ryan Reynolds about he's in a video game. So those are supposed to be two big releases for this year <laughs> that are not going to come out again. Oh, man. So just it keeps getting worse and worse. It does. Oh. You know, you you heard me heard me say that the month is about feeling good, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, our show, our our, our so picks I, are gonna make I, it I, feel I, good. No, I, well, but I'm you, you never said new, the news. New, come on, like, well, something should be positive, right? I, hey, I didn't bring in the worst either. news of the week. So, oh, you know. oh, I know. Uh. Well, I guess it depends on which side of the fence you're on on that one, but we're not gonna talk about that because that's not the show. Oh, I was oh, talking, I was talking about, about Alex uh, I was talking about yeah. a mustachioed Canadian. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Alex Whatever. Alex Trebek, oh, too. Trebek, yeah. Yeah. You know what you do is just get, like, whoever, who, who's the top prize winner on Jeopardy? Like, whoever that guy is, or gal, or other, whoever that mm-hmm. person is, should be, like, you know, the next host of New Jeopardy or whatever. If they can, I don't do, are they, are they still doing Jeopardy? Like, after yeah. Yeah, like, they, they still, yeah, yeah. I don't know I who's hosting know it, but yeah. Cookie Monster. Cookie Monster posting. Um, Adam, you got any TV news, movie stuff? That's Man, exciting? I had I had news, but it was bad, and it's been covered. So, 
Oh. Wow. Yeah, so I'm I'm rushing. Away. No, no, I'm rushing to find something happy and I'm not finding it. What about Christian Slater who's dressed as a dinosaur tonight? What do you got for us, Christian? Hey, hey, it's Christian Slater here today. How you guys doing? And Dinosaur Slater. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Nikki Lates, wow, if you all, if you need to pick me up, Nikki Nikki Lates' impersonation of Christian Slater is always good. Come get me Slater, I'm here. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Oh, I love tonight, it. I love it. Tonight's movie is of course the hunt for the wilder oh, people. You, I never got to see my news. Oh, you didn't see the news. Well, it was so well, overwhelming the Christian Slater. <laughs> I don't, I'm distracted you. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, my news is good for Christopher Nolan, right? But bad for studios. So Christopher, I read an article where Christopher Nolan's actually really happy that Tenet did 300 million in this climate. And he says, everyone's kind of got to get used to this climate of movies making, going, you know, making, making less money. Basically. Yeah. 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 Okay. So for Christopher Nolan, he's, he's stoked. So it wasn't all bad news, I guess. I'm sure the studio wasn't happy, but yeah. Now, how could that guy have a bad day? Like he keeps getting to make movies and he keeps getting to make weirder and weirder movies. And you know, yeah. he's not tour that keeps getting paid to do some random weird shit. Did you guys yeah, like his I dream movie? Did you see the, his movie about the dreams? What was that movie called? No, no. Inception? Yeah, Inception. Did you guys see that yeah. one? Oh, oh yeah. of course. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. Where the, you watch the little dreidel thing that like, just keeps spinning. Mm-hmm. And you're <laughs> like, was it was it that or is it? Yeah. yeah. So many people movies. were pissed off that year at that movie. Like, I want to know. I'm like, can't you have some mystery? It's just, it's just like Total Recall. We'll never find out if it was Recall or if it was real. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> tonight's movie. <laughs> Sorry. Tonight's movie is the hunt for the wilder people. Um, let me see if I can do uh, uh, try to describe this movie. Um, a boy named Ricky Baker, played by the kid from Deadpool Two, Justin Dennison, and his foster dad, played by Sam Neill. You might remember playing Merlin or playing the crazy doctor that gets possessed in Event Horizon. Plus, he's a doctor in Jurassic Park. Um, they become the subject of a manhunt. After they get uh, stranded in the New Zealand wilderness, which uh, the locals call it the the bush, um, we can we can go right into first impressions. I, I don't think there's a lot of meat on the bones of this one to stand up for forty five a forty five minute show, but we'll find out. We'll, we'll see we'll see where we can get get to with this one. So first impressions of this movie. Let's kick it over to our friend the dinosaur. What are your first impressions, Nikki Lates, of? Um, I thought you have a dinosaur nickname. I should have asked that. Anyway, <laughs> well, um, well spe- speaking of dinosaurs, we have Sam Neill in this movie, which is great. Yeah, which yeah, I yeah. worked, which I I was a dinosaur extra in that movie. Uh, but, cool. <laughs> but I actually I thought my first impression was it was so I really loved Sam Neill in this. I think like yeah. just like last week with Gun Hill, I've seen Michael Keane. I thought in this movie he really stole the show too. I forgot what a good actor he was. Okay, fair enough. Dave, what are your first impressions? Um, I saw this a year or two ago, and my first impression was, thank God there's a movie where the kid's not precious, he's kind of an asshole, but you still kind of like him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, that's just kind of a thing in movies I hate when kids are so precious, or, ah, oh, G. Williker, and this, like, the kid's an asshole, but, you know? If not, you I mean, is he an asshole, or does he just seem like a real kid? You know, like a real well. Dude. I mean, that I think that's kind of the point. I mean, may, we're saying the same thing in different ways. I mean, yeah, he's like a yeah. real kid, you know, like that's how kids yeah. are. Hmm. But he also reminds me of the male Precious. If you want to talk about Precious from that other movie, 
Also, based on the book Bush by a Sapphire. Okay. Oh. Okay, so for Double A, what are your first impressions of this movie? I didn't know what I was going to get into. And it and it caught me with the music at the very beginning. And I knew I was in for an amazing adventure. Hmm. You're not going to mention what that, you're, that? The nomi- you're not going to mention you're the one who nominated it, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, am I supposed to sure. nominate it? Like, no, I mean, you I, hear, like, I love this movie. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Okay, so my first impression is uh, not great. However, oh. since it was in my recently played playlist on Netflix, my 11-year-old turned it on and seemed to really love it. So I guess it's a feel-good for little kids. They're into that shit. He started watching it. Was into the gangster bush life. So, oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. Only the grumpy don't like this. Only the grumpy? <laughs> yeah, only the grumpy. Okay. Well. That's, <laughs> that's going to be John's memoir when he gets really old. It's like only the grumpy. Only the grumpy. No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> Who's that guy that sat in the armchair? Like, I don't want to be associated with him because of the racism, but he was Archie Bunker. He was on a famous sitcom back in the seventies. He was always grouchy, right? Is it what? what yeah, that show? yeah. It was I don't uh, know. All, all in the all family. family. All in the family. There you go. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we're gonna take a brief brief word from our sponsor here tonight. We're brought to you by Curiosity Stream. Um, you can unlock access to thousands of streamable documentaries and non-fiction TV shows on history, nature, science, food, technology, travel, and more. With Curiosity Stream, you can refine your content assumption with 35 curated collections handpicked by the team of experts at Curiosity Stream. You can tune into award-winning exclusives and originals featuring Sir David Attenborough, Stephen Hawking, Nick Offerman, and Chris Hatfield. Curiosity Stream works on about uh, just about every device, anytime, anywhere. I decided what to pick. They have a new feature on now. If you want to continue a stream of documentaries? That's like documentary. That's like real life overload. You can get an entire year of streaming just for $14.99 when you sign up using our code BINGEWATCHERS. It's also displaying on the bottom of the screen there. We figured out how to click a button on our live stream that would show you the links we're talking about. Technology. Wow. Amazing. Curiositystream.com forward slash BINGEWATCHERS. Get started today. And Dave found something about a castle. Dave, what is the documentary about the castle that, you, that just sucked you in? Got you uh, curious it was called- about the stream. Well, it was called like how to build a castle, and it was about these team, the this team of people. Um, I forget the country, um, somewhere Eastern Europe, we'll say, that have been building a castle by hand with old school tools since 1998, and it, they project it's going to take 25 years because they're doing it the old school way. So, like, they're building kilns, and you know, this is not what this episode is about, but it was actually a pretty fascinating documentary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. So, 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 Whoa, so, where so, are we going today? Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> So, so it's a riveting, a riveting thing to watch on Curiosity Stream. That's basically what I was trying to ask. Is it something exciting to watch on on, on Curiosity Stream? Um, yeah. But yeah, Can any, I mean, anybody else weigh in on that? Can weigh in on Curiosity Stream or building a castle? Yeah. That's gonna take twenty five years. Okay, building a castle for twenty five years seems like a waste of time. But watching watching the process, okay, watching the process oh seems gosh. fascinating. But but actually building castles is pretty I'd love you to tell them you're wasting your life. <laughs> These poor people. That, could you could you imagine hosting the Q and A panel with the filmmakers or the castle builders? Like, okay, now we bring it over to uh what do you guys um these nine people have wasted their lives for twenty five years. 
hi, I'm John. I'll be your host for the evening. You know, the <laughs> <laughs> poor people. Oh God! Like we were young men when we started this, <sighs> and they're, all, you know, oh, that would be crazy. That'd be one hell of a uh, time lapse, though. I mean, are they afraid yeah. that like they're gonna get invaded by Mongol hordes and then they then have to build a wall <laughs> around the castle? <laughs> they build no? a moat. Uh, I just realized everybody uh, who was supposed to build the wall is now un- unemployed, right? Everybody who's supposed to build the wall, the wall in our country is not unemployed. I guess so, I don't know yeah. uh, we'll sidetrack the whole episode, but okay. Um, let's see. Oh, favorite bits. We're on to the favorite bits already. See, this is fast moving again. How much do you say about this? Man, movie? I uh, wanted to talk about Curiosity Stream. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, be, let's, get really curi- Adam, let's get curious, Adam. Let's get curious. Let's get curious for a minute. Go ahead. I was I'm super curious. curious. I'm, curious. And I'm excited about Curiosity Stream. And I was on there and I was, wa- I was watching uh, a really cool documentary on algorithms. And immediately it tells you some magic tricks. And it got me uh, uh, to understand how some of the, the magicians on stage perform card tricks in an interesting way. So, uh, and, and it also helped me figure out how to tile a floor. And I was like, whoa, I'm already learning crazy stuff. So algorithms on Curiosity Stream is something I could recommend. Super fun. Like immediately stuff you could use. I like it. <laughs> All right, whatever, John. I can get you to eat a hot pepper. Not John asleep? <laughs> I can get you to eat a hot pepper. <laughs> oh, Where's your curiosity streak? I mean they need to put like IPRI on one of their shows or something to get to get me perked in there, you know? <laughs> Oh my gosh! Favorite uh, favorite bits, favorite guys. Okay, favorite bits from this movie, The Hunt for the Wilder People. Uh, David, you got some dangerous favorite bits from this movie? Uh, yeah, a couple. Um, anytime the um the crazed uh CPS worker uh, social yeah. worker, <laughs> like yeah. uh, you know, it took me a while to get on her wavelength, but then like once I was there, I was on board. Um, her, her character kind of cracked me up. Uh, just way way over her boundaries. Um, I think her, and character's also, name, her character's name is Fran. She, she was really house. good. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then there's the whole bit with uh, where, where they're in that. Well, they're not in the bunker, but the conspiracy theorist, Ray Starby, I think is the actor's name. Uh, oh, he Psycho kills me. Sam. Yeah, Psycho Sam. Thank you. Uh, of course, uh, that's Ray Starby from, I think, Flight of the Concords, another Kiwi. Uh, also, the I, werewolf, I, also the werewolf in... Um, um, what we do in the shadows. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we're werewolves, werewolves not werewolves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a great actor. Um, anything he pops up in, yeah. He's one of those actors that even if he's in a crappy movie, he's like the best part of it. Like, um, he was the best part of the Jim Carrey movie, Yes Man, if anybody remembers that. But, mm. yeah. Okay. Nikki Lace got some favorite bits from this movie? I, for what, I also want to bring up, I love the location. I, I've always oh. wanted to go to New Zealand yeah. and yeah. just seen what, what did, what did you say they called it again? The bush or what the was bush. it? Yeah. The bush. Yeah. The bush. It just looked beautiful. The bush, the bush, the bush, the bush. Give me the bush. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> different movie I watched last night. Let's forget that part. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, I just oh love the scenery and the location and I, and seeing Sam Neill out there. It was just beautiful. Yeah, and like he said, uh, the lady, uh, the CPA, what would you say, the Child See? Protection Services lady. Yeah, yeah I loved. I, I thought she was just amazing. I haven't seen her in anything else. Have you guys? 
Uh, she was in Thor I, three. She played oh, the enforcer. She, she, she was um Jeff Goldblum's the what is what is that guy's name? Uh, oh. Dude, what is that? I forgot guy's his name? character in that. Yeah. Was she in like heavy makeup or something? Or yeah, she's in this big bodysuit of armor, and she's like helping him. <laughs> she's helping him take out the dudes. She's like his, she's like his right hand person, and um, hmm. she doesn't like the Valkyrie. Like they have like a, a rivalry. What was he called? The governor? What was he called? Grandmaster. Grandmaster. Oh, okay. Assist, she was the number one enforcer for the the Grandmaster, played by Jeff Goldblum, which is in um, the. Sakarsia or something. Is that the name of the planet? Sakarsa? It's where, the, it's where the, the, the Gladiator Hulk stuff takes place, which they ripped out of the comics from uh, Planet Hulk, I think. And like he's like, he's a gladiator in there. Helps the Sakarsans overcome the Red Emperor, but they mix that into the Grandmaster stuff. And then, like, that's Thor 3, you know? Um, what's that one called? Thor Ragnarok. Uh, yeah, Ragnarok. Okay. Yeah, that's the best yeah. one. And it's also that by is. the director of this movie. I mean that's why exactly. the Rachel House is in it because it's one of his actors, and um, and she actually is a filmmaker. Rachel House is a director. She's mm-hmm. a New Zealand uh, New Zealander as well, and she's a and she's made movies like three or four movies, um, mm-hmm. indie stuff just like this movie. I mean this is one of um, it's I, I'm gonna butcher his name and I don't want to. He's one of my favorite directors now, but Taika Waititi I think I, it's hard to say. It's, it's hard Taika, to say, uh, Taika Waititi. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, buddy, if you're out there. Um, <laughs> one day we'll maybe get your name right over a beer or something. Uh, well, anyway, interesting. So I'm I'm getting lost. We're on favorite bits, right? But we were throwing in some history. So we do we yeah. get everybody's favorite bits except for my favorite bit. Is that where we're at? I think so. Yeah. Adam needs to give his as well. Adam, you got to throw in your favorite bit. Okay, my favorite bits are the sentimental stuff, but I'm just going to skip past that because they're, they're just the thing that grounds the movie for me. But the star of this mil- this film is, uh, Julian Dennison, uh, uh, Ricky and, uh, Ricky Baker. And he's just, uh, phenomenal. And when, uh, the scene that I particularly like is him seeing, uh, something that city kids don't often see. And that's, uh, the killing of game. And the scene with him and uh, Bella where she's got the pig and she's just happily slaughtering it in front of him is is iconic. It's it's Mm -hmm. I love the scene. It's a it's like, oh, this is where food comes from (laughs) 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 kind of scene. And uh, it's very eye opening for a young Ricky Baker has never seen anything like that in his entire life (laughs) because we're used to seeing fake gore. uh, And then, you know, he sees real one in the in the context of the film, I'm sure they didn't actually slaughter a hog or something or <laughs> whatever that thing is. <laughs> oh, that, that blood streak across her face is amazing. Like just, <laughs> and she's like, so happy. She's like, she's like, yeah, we got food, you know? And he's oh, like, yeah, ah. yeah. Oh man. That feels like one yeah. of those context things. If like you just skewed that a little bit, it would look like a horror movie for a moment. <laughs> right. You could cut a trailer from this film and make it look like, you know, ominous music and then, you know, blood being streaked and, <laughs> and then to cut to the funeral scene and <laughs> really make it look like, <laughs> <laughs> really make it look like a, a completely different movie out of context. But I really like that little scene. And uh, I think that's when the movie really like 
tied a knot around my expectations uh, and, and held me uh, for the rest of the, the, the feature. I mean, I'd already saw things I liked, but uh, right then I was like, whoa, this, this film is going to do neat things uh, to draw me in. And, and it's unconventional and it's, un, and it's unusual uh, in, in many ways. Uh, I don't know. I, that's where I'm at. John, what do you think? What's your favorite bit? My favorite bits are just watching uh, Sam Neill's character kind of puttering around his barn. He's playing the father that I, I forgot what his name was in the movie. But um, Heck. What? Oh, yeah. Heck. Heck. Okay. Hector. Hector. Heck. Okay, Hector. Heck. So anyway, he's puttering around. He's got his barn. He's got his little workshop. He goes out hunts every day or whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> man, I made a huge mistake. Like, all life is get yourself a little shack, a little barn and a dog, and go out every day and find your food. Maybe that's it, man. With the bush, with the bush Maybe behind that, your in, house, in the bush, behind your little hut, you got the bush. You got everything you need. And then, if you got a good woman, maybe you have the bush in the bush. I don't know. Um, he loved his wife. I mean, spoiler alert: there's a death in the movie, and it's pretty prominent, and it happens in the beginning. I mean, he's kind of just like a floating log until that happens, because I think his character comes to life after the tragedy. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. moves on from there. Mm-hmm. And this is why I pegged it like, yeah, this is a dramedy. It's an indie drama. But this is why I was like pushing back on Adam a little bit in, in Facebook Messenger was like, dude, it's your it selection for a feel good movie. It doesn't feel great. <laughs> <laughs> the girl is dead in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. What the hell am I watching here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yet I, and yet I got up more than a few lists, though. So like I, yeah. other people agree with Adam, I got to say. Yeah. Um, all I can say, John, is got him. <laughs> I got, gotcha. But I mean, wow. but let's talk about Bella for a few minutes or for a moment. I mean, like the first 18 minutes of this are kind of like the first 10 of up. It's like the first time I saw this, yeah, I didn't see true. that coming. So, mm-hmm. you know, and like I really grown to love that the the aunt and Bella for, you know, the first 20 minutes. And then all of a sudden she's gone. Like, crap. I, she, she did such a good job. Yeah. Like it's sucking us in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like I, I mean, this movie gave me the feels twice. I mean, the other involves an animal. That's all I'll say. But like you know, like yeah, I, I will say for a feel, it does. I will categorize this as a feel good movie. But it made me feel bad really twice in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> the only other thing that I liked was the the cameo by Reese Darby as Psycho Sam, a, a permanent bushman who lives in the bush. And he literally talks about modern society. Do you guys remember the part where he's like, you have to mm-hmm. fill out a form to fill out a form? Yeah, form. To fill out more forms to get out of filling out of forms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was yeah. like, what a great analogy for everything. It's so accurate, you know? Like, yeah. Man. Um, well, I love you. What? Well, there's a bunch of other things to like about this movie. Uh, the the adventure aspect, uh, the camaraderie, the building of relationships with difficult people. I mean, the bridging of those gaps. Those are the things I attach myself to. Uh, there are certain story events that, you know, like a death in the movie might bring you down. Uh, and it does. But then, like, then it's life goes on. And then it, as soon as you're able to, like, divorce yourself from the bad things that happen in the movie, then you see the things that make life valuable outside of the film. So mm-hmm. for a lot of people, they're probably dealing with loss and dealing with the adventure still continuing. 
And we're all dealing with the adventure still continuing, even in life. That's why I think it's a feel-good movie, because what do they do? They take the broken pieces of everything and they put them back together. And here we are, right? Like all of us doing this podcast. I mean, like I look at this movie and I, I relate it to life. And that's why I think it's a feel-good movie, because you keep going. And the kid that we're supposed to think is a bad kid because he's been in the system is a loving kid. And he comes around, he brings this old man that's a curmudgeon into his fold and he becomes his uncle. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, there's so much here to unpack and, and, and to reformulate and apply to your own life. That's why I like the movie. That's why I think it's feel good. That's why I recommended it. Um, so hopefully I hope oh. that the explanation helps, uh, you know, John, you, you, you to see how, why I thought it was, a, you know, a feel good movie. Uh, I couldn't wait to show it to my mom and oh, really? uh, I watched it with, yeah. And I, and I watched it with her and she loved it too. And I knew she was going to love it because it's like got all these little slice of life moments in there. It's got that taste of real. It's got that, that, that extra sauce on it so that it's not state. It's never stale. This movie is never stale. Great performances. No. It's fun in, in camera work. It's fun in it concept. Moves, yeah. And it and it has and it delivers great performances. And I did not expect any of this. It was just on some list. And I was like, oh, I want to see uh, uh Taika Watiti's uh you know, another Taika Watiti film. Um I actually have a reason. I want to see all the why... TV films too, Adam. Oh. <laughs> I want to see the <laughs> Oh, sorry, I think I'm, I think I, I, I... I don't think I heard you correctly in my in my in my what? earbuds. Yeah, like, I, 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 yeah, I just. He said you want to see all the mini films, and I just. Oh, I got a little grade God. school. I went back to junior high. Oh man, John. Sorry. Well, we're, Sorry. Okay, well, we'll we can watch uh, Valley of the Super Vixens on another podcast, but. Oh sure. Um, Look how modest Dave got. He got so quiet. He just got Dave kind of folded his hands and just went like. Yes. No, I'm, I'm just listening to the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dave, Dave's yeah. a fan of the podcast. Sometimes he gets quiet and he just likes to listen. <laughs> Dave likes listening. <laughs> I like to listen. Uh, he's the guy in the corner you have oh, listening with all done. I mean, I will. I will say this too: is um, the movie. If you, this is the strength of uh, Taika Waititi. Is I mean, if you really break it down, this is kind of an old story in the sense of. Uh, there's dozens of movies where like some young kid comes into a curmudgeon's life and it kind of changes them for the better and vice versa. Mm -hmm. yeah. But this is kind of the power of Taika to take that kind of old trope and make something new out of it because I, you know, that didn't occur to me the first time I watched it, but I mean, it is, there's an old Steve Martin movie called a simple twist of fate where a young kid comes into his life and changes oh, yeah. him for the better, you know, like it's, it's a story told many times, but it it's is just so fresh, you know. Is Taika's new movie like the Jojo Rabbit? Is that I've I have not seen that. Is that along the same lines? I, um, I think, or is yeah, that imaginary friend? It's similar to this movie. It's similar to this movie. Yeah. Is it? Okay. Yeah. I'm one of the few outliers. I did not like Jojo Rabbit. I thought it was too maudlin. I thought it was. I thought I I I think he's a good director, but it's just at the end of the day, I thought it was too maudlin. I just I can't get into it. Hmm. Wow! I almost just muted you, Dave. I almost hit mute the mic on that one. <laughs> did I you, like it, did you like it, John? I watched it twice. I tried to crack the code. No oh, wow. Like I thought there was something oh, wrong with me, but Jojo wow. Rabbit's probably his best movie, and I think he won an Oscar for it. So script. Uh, he got script, right? Yeah, he got like adaptation. Yeah. Right? yeah. Mm -hmm. This was adaptation too. This book was called like um, Wild Pork and Watercress. Is the name of, is what this movie is based on? Some book. Um, 
Yeah, they, oh. I saw that in the credits. What I kept trying to say I was, wonder- we don't have any... What? No, I just had no, I something else to relate the film to, to, to show oh. that the fine line between this being like a, a, a dramedy with comedic, a lot of com- comedy in it, but a lot of real moments. And if you, you could draw a contrast between this and like Clint Eastwood's like Gran Torino, where you have like a rough around the edges character that's really like a good guy that's capable of like doing good things. And uh, I just kind of relate these two movies together because you've got like an old guy and he's, he's taken up for, you know, a, a, a younger kid and he's like rough around the edges. And, and but the, it's they're completely different kinds of stories. Like that one is like serious throughout. Right. And the jokes that are told are, uh, are inside the context of the, the film and the jokes that are told in this movie are for our uh, pleasure and enjoyment. So, and the other, another scene I'd like to reference is when they're, when they're trying to live in one of those, what are those bungalows, one of those sh- sheds or huts, whatever they're called. Uh, and he's in there with uh, Ricky. And uh, then the other guys show up and this is when they first find out the, I don't know how much of I want to spoil it or whatever. Yeah. There's a conflict. There's a conflict. <laughs> and the uh, and it, and it's just such a funny scene because then they have to like stand up to these guys. And uh, and it, it it's weird how he made that scene funny, you know? <clears throat> so, yeah, I don't know if, if how much I really want to tell about the scene, but, uh, you know, because it it reveals the hunt part of the film. All right. Um, moving along to our questions from out there. We actually didn't get any fan submits, but that's OK, because I've been watching the videos. I think I said earlier in the episode, I meant to say it in the segment, but I was kind of excited. So I said it already. Um, our fans seem to be like, like watching the full episodes posted to Facebook. So we've been talking it out and marketing. But the marketing department has made it a, a grand decision. We'll just keep we'll just keep supplying videos and we'll keep playing around with like formats and layouts and the best way to deliver the videos. I don't, I don't really know. Um, let's see what people are paying attention on Facebook anyway. Um, your excitement is killing me, guys. <laughs> oh, well, uh, supposed to yeah. Talk. yeah. I'm sorry, John. What were you talking um, about? <laughs> I'm talking about what else are the binge watchers watching? Um, we're going to move right along. We're going to keep the, the was, train of cooking here. Um, I was thinking of the Jurassic period. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, dangerous. What other things have you been binge watching this week? Um, well, keeping in the spirit of feel good, um, I'll throw out two things. Uh, one needs no real endorsement from me, but if you guys have not sat down and watched E.T. for a while, God, that oh, wow. movie fuck, really holds up. I'm sorry, I'm watching. It really holds up. I actually up. know somebody that's terrified of E.T. and will not watch E.T., doesn't want it, it cannot see E.T. We both do, yeah. yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, this chick is frightened um, of, of E.T. I don't know, but I watched it on the new ultra high def 4K uh, print of it. And does like, it look good, dude? Uh, up until they sh- like, it looks like a brand new movie. Up until they show really? the kids in the 80s style, like that, it was almost jarring because it looks so crisp. Yeah, Blu-rays um, and like 4K really do look yeah. good. Wait, yeah, wait, I mean, I, wait, 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 wait! Yeah. In that version, does ET give the kids beer? 
Do they still get beer in this one? No, mm. yeah, it's it's the original version. There's still oh, penis no, breath. There's still guns. Um, but the other. What about, uh, what about the uh, what about the meth deal? Do they still do the drug deal? That was a deleted scene. I don't know. That oh, was a yeah. special edition that nobody watches yeah. anymore. Uh, but the other quick thing I want to throw out, um, if, again, in the spirit of feel good, um, I binged a show. I think I have one last episode to watch, but there's a show on Apple TV called Ted Lasso that I've heard a lot about. Finally took the dive on. Um, and Jason Sudeikis plays an American uh, football coach who gets uh, brought over to teach a European football or coach a football team or soccer in England. And, of course, he's out of his element. He's like a Midwestern, like, oh, shucks, gosh, darn kind of a guy uh in england it sounds like a stupid concept but it wins you over by like the second episode and you kind of roll along with it and it's it's a sports hmm. show so of course there's sports feel-good moments um check it out it's i i've been digging the hell out of it i don't know where to watch it is apple tv though right that's like one of their originals or whatever. yeah it's one of their originals so yeah like do like i do just buy it for a month and cancel it and watch it you can cancel any time right yeah, I, I literally, like, whenever I do it, I purchase the month, and then I immediately cancel it, and it says, well, you have it for a month. Enjoy. <laughs> so, wow. It's like uh, a rental. Double, double A, what have you been tuning into besides uh, the movies we've been cranking out here? I watched uh, the first two episodes of Truth Seekers, that new uh, Simon Pegg show, uh, oh, reuniting yeah. um, Paranormal okay. Investigators, Simon. right? Yeah, it's it's about paranormal investigators. I mean, if you like yeah. the the Shaun of the Dead cast, I mean, uh, yeah, it, it's developing. I don't know if Nick I like Frost. it or not yet. Yeah, Nick Frost. Nick Frost is the main character. Um, they're introducing some new ancillary uh, characters that some of which will be familiar. Um, I really like it. Uh, it so far, I mean, it's developing. You know what I mean. <laughs> I've only watched two episodes, and it seems like a lot of fun. Well, see, I'm two episodes like, away it... from being done for the season, uh, and, it, so and it's it... about even, about what you're describing. It's that way the whole time. Huh. It's oh, it's really? kind of it's not bad. It's just kind of okay. So it's, yeah, it's it anticlimactic. It Malcolm, it's, it's anticlimactic, right? So just even keel. Like what? It's like, I mean, it's just well, like I was expecting more Shaun of the Dead, and they have very few scenes together, which. I don't know. I was I was hoping for a team up, and it's they're apart yeah. most of the time. I was hoping for a team up, but it seems like Simon Pegg is only in the show, so the advertisements make you feel like you're going to relive new experiences with these two characters interacting with each other in the same way that you saw in Shaun of the Dead. That is not the case. The show is uh, Nick Frost and and uh, his um, the friend he's running around with, uh, who in the film the show is called uh, Elton John, but not yeah. the Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> which is probably it's funny every time they say his name his whole name elton john sure. uh because it, it's also weird that malcolm mcdowell is in the show it's neat to see him in the show yeah. um i don't it, it the, the show is episodic like like mystery of the week um but there's also like an arc oh, attempted and it's well, kind okay, of a short. But I, I gotta ask you a question: Is it more like X Files, or is it more like the Sci-Fi Channel's Ghost Hunters, which was like a paranormal investigation show that was on like four, four or five years ago? Is it like that, or is it like X Files? It's like it's uh, like, like a higher production value scripted version of Ghost Hunters, uh, mm-hmm. but but with the, like some neat visual effects, uh, like that you would might be able to see on like you know some of the X Files episodes when they right. start getting really good at that. 
Final question before I kick it over to Nikki Lakes to see what's on his playlist. Uh, do you think it's going to get a season two, or do you think Amazon's going to drop it? Mm, I, I don't think it's going to get a season two based on what I've seen. I mean, oh. I, I like, I like. Dave, what do you think? I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on if people are watching it. Um, I'd say if if I were to be green light, I would say let it be. Um, but we'll see how many people watch it. I don't know. Um, I, I like Nick Frost. He he's good on his own, but it's also like I just I want the scenes where him and uh, Nick or uh, Simon Pegg are together are great. There's just not enough of them. Hmm. Yeah, they need to come up with a reason for Simon Pegg's character to go around with Nick Frost on the show. And I haven't seen enough to see if that happens. And if it doesn't happen, then it's kind of like I feel cheated a little bit as a viewer because that's what I was kind of hoping for. So and Dave, you know, if that those kinds of scenes happen, um, yeah, it sounds yeah. like so if, do they? Uh, once in a while, like maybe once an episode. I mean, it feels very much like Charlie's Angels. Like, all right, okay, here's okay. your assignment. Go Look, off. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, uh, that's not why I watched this from the advertisements. Because the way they sold it was, you know, Nick Frost and Simon Pegg. And I want to see them together in scenes together doing things and having adventures. And so this the show they sold in the trailer, uh, the several trailers that I saw on social media, uh, which is why I went to go see it. I was like, oh, cool. Like, you know, Shaun of the Dead. I love it. And then, um, and now we're here. And now I'm now I'm hearing like I don't wonder if I want to continue to watch this or watch something that you know like ET, which you just talk, gave a glowing review of, and I'm remembering ET from when I was a kid, and that was the first time I ever felt real dread for a creature that does not exist in the real world. <laughs> the only thing I can say about that movie, besides selling a ton of merchandise and a bunch of Disney-related rides or fan stuff or whatever, is they probably sold a lot of candy, right? Isn't that the movie that introduced Reese's Pieces to the world? <laughs> oh, dude, I wanted some Reese's Pieces watching that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny, It was man. years before I even saw Reese's Pieces. So. <laughs> That's too bad. Okay, moving on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nikki Lates, what else have you watched? Uh, do you guys remember that short movie that came out a few years called Kong Fury? Oh yeah! Oh Dude. yeah! Is that the time travel? He time travels by eighties time um, travel, and then he and goes ha- back. And the Hoff, Hoff Hoff does the music video. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, Hitler. Yeah. They're going to fight Hitler. Who? If you guys have not seen this movie, uh, Adam, have you seen this? No. Oh my gosh! It's only twenty minutes or twenty-five minutes. Give it a try. Like, there's a hilarious scene where Hitler shoots a gun into a cell phone and then takes out a whole like pre police station it is just hilarious and it's all green screen and it's just so ridiculously fun i'd highly recommend it i would think that the music video is probably better than the movie and the music no. video is intended the, the to movie- try to get the like a feature film done like they're trying to well, actually, for a feature so, film. so this thing was so popular that they're actually gonna do a feature film and uh arnold schwarzenegger is gonna be in it and Wait, uh Mike, michael yeah you didn't hear this wow no, and, I hadn't and, heard about schwarzenegger. and michael fassbender yeah what? Like they, yeah, they like this movie so much. So I totally <laughs> check it awesome. out, guys. Yeah. How do you spell it? Uh, Kong, like Kong, K U N G, and then and then F U R Y. Yeah. I think it's on Netflix. At least it was for instead a time. of Kung Fu. Kung. Fu. Oh, it, or uh, or it's on YouTube. 
It's for free. It's yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, you it's... watch it. Yeah. But watch the, that... the music video encapsulates like the whole story and it's incredible. But watch watch the video watch the full movie, trust me. Yeah. And if you don't have time to watch the full movie, just watch a music video. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't it's okay. It. So the so the movie <laughs> with Schwarzenegger is gonna be called Kung Fury Two. It's uh, weird that, that the first one is like yeah, yeah. 20 minutes long. Yeah, this one's going to be a <laughs> like, It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, I'm looking at IMDb now. It says the story will focus on Kung Fury's universe with no real connection to the short movie other than the lead character. But it's part That's two, a, which is weird. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's like, it makes, what? It makes There's no there, connection yeah. here, people. We're just making a movie with the two in the end for the popular <laughs> internet a short film. Like, wow. <laughs> I watch uh, Listen, this thing popped up. <laughs> I'm no longer, hey Dave, I'm no longer borrowing your Disney Plus. I went and got my own Disney Plus. Oh my. <laughs> like, on Disney, I watched um, that 1980 U.S. hockey team movie with, uh, um, geez, Kurt Russell, Kurt where Russell? he plays the coach, plays Coach Herb, and it's called Miracle, right? It's about the 1980 team that beat yeah. Russia. Russia was like the world's top team. Nobody could beat them. Nobody could keep up with him on the ice was mostly an endurance thing. Nobody could play three whole periods of hockey. And then, like, he trained the U.S. team, but essentially, like, how the Russian team was playing, and they surprised the hell out of everybody. And, well, we took the gold. This is history, folks. I don't think I'm spoiling anything. It's history, right? Um, it's like one of the most famous hockey games ever. Yeah. What's funny about this movie... I feel like you're spoiling. Stuff, so I'm not, I, I, I might spoil Mighty Ducks, too, because... <laughs> I watched Mighty Ducks 2 first, and it came out before Miracle, but guess what? Mighty Ducks 2 is like a mini model of what happened in 1980 with the U.S. team versus Russia, right down to, like, the stuff that happens at practice, where he keeps them on the ice longer to practice, where he says, like, who do you play for? Who do you play for? I play for Minnesota! No! And then they, they keep going, and then he's like, who do you play for? I play for you, coach! Team USA Hockey. I play for the United States of America. And I go, holy shit. Mighty Ducks 2 stole that from real life from, like, the coach was really doing a thing with the kids on the ice in 1980. Like, every time they said they played for a city, like, oh, I play for Boston. And they're like, no. And then they had to keep doing their little exercises on the ice, right? Till the one guy's like, oh, I'm Rizzo. I play for Team USA. And then you just like, oh, shit, that felt so good. Team USA, hockey motherfuckers. You guys like that movie? No, not at all, huh? I remember liking it. Uh, Fuck the security motherfuckers. I've only seen, I mean, at Mighty Ducks 2, I really like it. Miracle, I've only seen once, but I liked it. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing has, the other thing I watched this week, it's kind of a spoiler, but maybe not. Can you guys see that? Is that a bug? Oh, yeah. Had something to do with this guy. Had something to do with this guy on Mando 2, you know? You can't spoil oh, yeah. it for me. I already watched it. Yeah, I, I haven't watched it yet. Oh. I, I, I'm going to try to catch up in the, this week. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know how we're going to convince Adam to watch anything on that Disney owns. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't hear what you guys are talking about. Yeah, his microphone just went out. <laughs> Santa just broke. He can't hear you. He's having internet issues. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> some, some, we, well, we can't really un, un, unravel that. We don't have time. Like we, we could talk about the Disney thing, but it would take too long. Um, <coughs> so next week, hey Nick, what is our next election for feel good movies? Okay, I got two picks, and I want you guys to be a part of it, and you guys help me decide. I have Ferris Bueller's Day Off, hmm. or Encino Man. 
Ooh, mm. damn. Dude, it wasn't even on my like, radar, man. I threw a Jurassic Comet at you. <laughs> have, we, have we done it on the show? I don't think we, we did. did yeah, we did. We did one episode about you well, did we did Paul Shore. No, but before we did Son in Law. Oh, Son in Law was on the feel good list last year. You're right. Our last set of movies but it's was not Son-in-Law. Encino Man. But like two years ago, okay, two well, two two years ago, we did um Pauly Shore stuff, and we did mention no no no. We were talking about Brendan Fraser and Encino Man came up. We were talking about uh, the mummy and, and Brendan Fraser stuff. Damn, hmm. Encino Man. That's a tough call. That that was Encino that, Man. That, Encino Man knocks all the movies off this list. Like that's a, that that movie probably makes you feel better than these other movies. Damn, Encino Man. That's like yeah, that's a Sophie's choice though because Ferris. Well, I'm sending it to you guys because I, mm. there's three of you guys, so I figured the vote would you know. Well, yeah. I think like Fer- Ferris Bueller's been in the zeitgeist lately. I don't know why. Maybe it's having an anniversary. It came up on a lazy Sunday list. We There's a commercial a for the his best friend, like, and they use the oh. car in the garage well, scene. Yeah. Did you yeah. hear about um the guy who played Cameron, Alan Ruck? Did you hear about his plot for the if they made a part two? They were no. gonna make very well, part two. He said no. they should be escaping from retirement home. Like it should be retired Ferris, retired Cameron. <laughs> you know what? That could work. <laughs> that would actually be I, fun. I would watch yeah. that. Yeah. I'd watch it. Yeah. 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 Instead of skipping school, they're skipping the retirement home. There you go. Um, yeah, I haven't Alan seen Encino Man. Okay, so we got one Encino Man. Or, oh no, you you just haven't seen it since. Okay, no, I haven't what seen it since the movie theater. Adam oh, just dated wow. himself on podcast. Oh, wow. <laughs> I saw it in the theater too. It's okay. I saw it in the theater. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, everybody's saw... dating themselves. John. No, I, I saw it in my campers. I was a child. I was a small baby. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm only 24. What are you? Doing? Yeah. Okay. Look at this uh, if you were 24, you wouldn't even know what Encino Man is. Yeah, that's true. What's an Encino Man? It's a city. And then you have to get slapped. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, maybe mean, I saw a yeah. re- reissue years later. Oh. Okay. Um, I mean, ah, oh, that's a so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of say you can't even say you saw it on DVD because that would date you as well. He's like, yeah, I saw the DVD. I saw it on VHS. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's saying you're uh, now. Yeah. Oh, you can also Laser say if you disc. rented it, if you rented the damn thing. It was on Laserdisc. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't even think it was on Laserdisc. I don't know. Oh, Nick, well, I think it's sure. unanimous. I don't think Ferris you don't, no, I've got Laserdisc. I think, I, trust I, me. I think it's Xeno Man is the pick. I think, in, I think in Xeno Man it is, then, right, guys? Yeah. It's yeah. We'll be. be back next week. Yeah. We'll wheeze the juice next week, you know? Yeah, we'll bring you the juice. Make sure you get a protein pack, all right? Peanut yeah. butter flavor, right, David? <laughs> David, right? Peanut butter? Peanut butter, David? Peanut On butter. your balls, right, David? No. <laughs> you know the protein packs of the juice bars? David always goes for the extra peanut butter. Don't you, David? <laughs> yes. Tell the truth. Re- reveal it right here on the podcast. Got to <laughs> keep some secrets. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, All right, tune in next week where he reveals his uh, obsession with peanut butter. <laughs> uh, Nick, take us uh, out. Uh, right, guys, it was fun. It was fun coming back from the Jurassic period. And uh, this is Nikki Lates <laughs> saying, Arr, see you later. That was a growl, not an R. But yeah. Well, I thought you were trying to do Christian Slater there at the end. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. 
I, uh, I had a great show. Can't wait for Tino Man next week. I was almost going to be him, but I did uh, I did uh, Untamed Heart instead that year. So why not? I should have done it.